Okay, welcome to Pass the Mic, episode three. Joining me again this week is my good friend, Mike Gervasi. Hello, happy Thanksgiving week to you, sir. For sure, for sure. Hello, Mike. How are you today? I am wonderful. This is one of the uh, better weeks of the year for those of us in education. Uh, It's a long stretch from Labor Day to Thanksgiving break, and we can see the light at the uh, end of the tunnel, I guess, sort of saying it's not a locomotive smacking us in the face. It is Thanksgiving week, the first days off of the uh, 21-22 school year. Before we start up uh, this week, just to um, remember, this is episode three. Episode two was out last week. Um, we did our overrated, underrated on, on the holiday of Thanksgiving because it was leading us up to this week. Um, so you can give that a listen to um, and to see if uh, you agree with our takes on the holiday and um, food items as well. I am looking forward to all those food items, even the overrated ones. I uh, Great holiday, uh, especially for those of us that love to eat when you say so. Absolutely, absolutely. I love this. Okay, so um, I want to give a big shout-out before we start this week. And again, by the way, this episode is going to drop on uh, Black Friday. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any promotions for Pass the Mic podcast. We don't have any clothing or gear that I can offer free shipping on. Maybe uh, next year when we hit it big, we'll have a Pass the Mic uh, store, and we'll have some Black Friday deals for everyone out there. And, you know, hopefully that same week we get Mike Tomlin and Morgan Freeman at the same time. <laughs> well, yes, that would be that, those will be our, our four guests, and they can discuss, uh, um, you know, their pro football knowledge and how uh, Shawshank Redemption really should have ended. <laughs> uh, but we do want to give a shout-out. We do have new artwork courtesy of Miss Torres, Aaron Torres, one of our colleagues here. That's the um, little hobby she has. She's in the science department, and um, we were using that stock photo to start. I think she did a great job, and we have some new artwork that's out there, so a big shout-out to her. E.T. in the house. Okay, so um, we're going to kick things off, as we always do, with our education segment. And so since it is Thanksgiving week, and again, this episode will release after Thanksgiving, but it is Thanksgiving week, um, I wanted to pose the question to you education-wise, what you're most thankful for, but in regards to your professional career, your teaching career, what what are you most thankful for? I mean, of course, we're obviously always thankful for things like our health and our family and, you know, a roof over our heads, but what are you most thankful for that can next to your professional career here as an educator? So I'll start. Yeah, for me, you know, when you sent this out, I was kind of, it took me a little while, but what I arrived at was how this profession humbles you and it it teaches you empathy. Um, And if nothing else, getting beyond empathy, just basic sympathy. So, you know, I I, I don't think I would have that. I, I think a lot of times people that are in our generation and above always assume the worst with, with kids. And for me personally, you know, I, a kid walks in late, talk to them. You know, it, they're not purposely doing it to spite you. They're doing it for a variety of reasons. And it, the, the reasons might not be legitimate, but it's not something personal against you necessarily. And, you know, I, I remember I had a college professor. She was, she was wonderful and it was at a reading class. And she said she will never call a person out for walking in late because you don't know what's going on in the person's life, and it really stuck with me. And so now, as a teacher, you just learn that in general. You find out information with kids when you just talk to them. Hey, you know, what's going on? Why is your head down today? And it might not be because they're bored with what you're doing. It might be something that's going on in their home life that, you know, that they just are having a struggle with, or maybe they didn't sleep as much last night. And so... For me personally, I, I, I think this is – I'm truly blessed to have that, I think, ability to step outside of myself and see the bigger picture with kids. And it's not – even when they do screw up, and they do screw up plenty of times, as we both know, 
it's not necessarily something personal. There could be more going on in their life. And so I think I've developed a, this, the, the skill of empathy, and it's, it's a good thing to have. I mean, that's a, a wonderful personal skill, and it does, and the, and the profession does, you know, the good teachers, um, if they don't have it, they learn it. And I think going right along with your lines, and I hate to drop like a PD uh, catchphrase, but it makes this profession, and you should be thankful for it, makes you truly a lifelong learner. Not in, as much in your subject matter as it is learning as to obviously new technology and those sorts of things. But I'm talking about learning new things every day, dealing with all the different people that you work with. You learn um, you know, positive things and negative things and how to adjust to them. And I think that goes in with what you're saying is what you're thankful for. And it, it definitely keeps you on your toe. Again, it's not the same day over and over again. And like you said, when you talk and interact with kids, you have to be willing to be a lifelong learner. You can't, if I would have shut down and been the same teacher as I was in 1999 or 2000, oh, yeah. I mean, they you, you know, lock me up and throw me away because you, you, it'd be, you, you have to constantly change. And I think that you're thankful uh, – you're, what you're thankful for ties right into that. And I think that's a, you know, you're great with it. You're, you're, you, I mean, talk about empathy. You, uh, you could teach a class on that. Dr. Well, Dr. Gervasi. Thank I you. I, you know, it's funny. I remember the day before my first day of teaching here at Carlson, like I, I was like at home and I was presenting to a class of, you know, nobody obviously, but just preparing myself and rehearsing and so forth and so on. And it was like, I had it broken down by the minute. And as soon as you come into the job, you realize you know, I might know the content and all that stuff, but if you can't connect with kids on that level, you know, it's, it's, you can know all the content you want. It's still not going to work. And so I quickly learned that I, if I'm going to rehearse anything, I'm going to have to rehearse other things as opposed to this wonderful lesson, this speech I'm going to give these kids and makes them connect to laws of supply and demand. You know? Excellent, excellent. How about you? What, what's, your, what's your greatest well, I thought about this, and I had one that I was solidly locked in on up until this afternoon, and I'm going to go with that one first, and I'm going to sneak in my second one. I'm, I have a history of doing this, like sneaking in a little second one that's quicker. But my first one, and you can, you can relate to this, um, you know, my, I li- we live in the district. Um, I live in the district, which, by the way, back when I went to school, that was a rarity. I don't know what it was like in Taylor, but I think when I went to school in, in, in Gibraltar, and there was like one family that had children in the district, and then everyone else seemed like your teachers were on a foreign planet. Right. right. Like you didn't see and them if anywhere. you saw them anywhere, it's the weirdest thing yeah. ever. Yeah, and so what's – and I can't speak for other districts, I'm, and this isn't me to like trying to like spike the football, and but something about Gibraltar School District, there are a lot of us – educators at all levels that live in the district, mm-hmm. which I think is a positive thing. Obviously, you wouldn't buy in and send your kids here if you weren't proud of what was going on. Right. And so what I'm most thankful for are my colleagues, not only in this building, but all levels. I have a senior and a freshman now at the high school. So they've gone there now, have been through all levels. Um, my, my children attended Chapman Elementary School. They both went through Shoemate Middle School, and now they're both here together one last year together before my daughter graduates. And there are some amazing people in all levels. And I am, I am going to give some shout-outs today. Um, at Chapman Elementary, my, both of my kids had Jen Wharton, who was such – and they do some looping there. So, you know, my son Nate, I think, had her like three of – the way it worked out, three of five or three, three, half of his elementary career. Amazing teacher that, he, you know, both of my kids still talk about to this day. Kara Kozicki, just so happens today she ran another turkey trot over at Lake Erie Metro Park, which beyond her being an exceptional physical education teacher, the turkey trot alone, 
she should get like a ten thousand dollar stipend. I, I don't. I, I spent many years over there freezing at Lake Erie Metro Park watching this and just thinking, like, man, this woman is a saint. But beyond that, she's just an awesome teacher. My kids had over at Shoemate. Um, Amy Halderman, who has coached both of my kids, taught my kids. And again, I'm gonna, not going to be able to name everybody, so no offense because right. there's plenty. But right. Amy Halderman and Max Bailey, I know that his head's going to probably explode with uh, you know, uh, Mr. Coach Bailey, but um, my son was able to have him, um, and, but, but he was always great to both of my kids. And then here at the high school, you know, I can't say enough about all of my colleagues here that have done such a great job with both of my kids, um, you know, Gina Fournier, because Chloe is a, a great student, and I, you know, it's like I never even had to sit through a conference. But uh, Gina Fournier, working with uh, both of my kids, um, uh, just wonderful people here. Um, I, I, I just, you know, like I said, I could sit here and list people all all day. You know, Joe Harris has had both of my kids, and I feel that they're everyone they've had. They're so well prepared, and so not only as p- great people to work with that make my day easier here just at the high school, but K twelve. Uh, my colleagues here in the Gibraltar School District, um, not as much for me. I mean, I can I can show up to work and pull up my bootstraps and do what has to be done and get paid, uh, you know, twice a, twice a month. But what they've done and what they've done with my own children and preparing them for whatever they're going to do, I can't I, – there's not enough time in 30 minutes to praise everybody that's had such a positive impact on uh, my kids' education. Wow, that's well put. I uh... – I can't top that, and not that I'm trying to because I went first, but that that's amazing, well put. Having two kids in the district myself, that's that's really – I mean, I'm touching. sure there's plenty of names that you could drop. I mean, we were, we were talking about Kara before this in the turkey trot, and yeah. you got to – your daughter had her last one today, right? Like Correct, this, yes. And, and, you know, they weren't able to have one in previous years and because of COVID, and it, it it's still an event I remember. You know, my youngest is in ninth grade, so it's been a while since he's been – but I still – that's still one of my most – uh, favorite memories of, of my kids and their experiences uh, taking part at Chapman Elementary. So. Yeah, and you, you remember that stuff. Again, I always say this, you remember that stuff a lot more than learning about the laws of supply and demand. Not that the laws of supply and demand aren't important, but these memories that these teachers have made, uh, pretty amazing. Well put, Mike. Yeah, so any of you uh, Chapman alum, let Miss Kozicki know. Give her a big pat on the back because it may have seemed like it was no big deal and easy that day. Trust us. From us adults behind the scenes, it's not easy. My second one that I'm sliding in last minute because we just experienced it today in the last 30 minutes of work. So the internet went out here mm. at, at Carlson High School. I don't know if it was district wide, uh, you know, but it's amazing how valuable of a resource it is. In the class, and I'm in the library, and I just had a couple kids that needed, so I had to hand write down some uh, books that were being checked out, or you know, returning is no big deal. I can just set them aside and scan tomorrow. But a couple kids needed stuff today, so I had to hand write it down. But you're in the classroom. I mean, our phones are connected to it. Our our phones to contact to do the announcements at the end of the day connected to it. Couldn't do that. I had kids working in the library that I had one student, I'm not, you know, we won't violate FERPA. Like her mom wanted to make sure she was working on her school stuff. She's like, well, I'm going to stay after school. I don't have a six hour. I'll do it in the library. I get more done there. And she's like, well, I'm going to check on your progress. Well, unfortunately for her, there was zero progress done because the internet dropped and right. couldn't do anything. Um, how did it hit you this afternoon? It becomes, when these situations arise, it becomes, you're totally paralyzed as a teacher. Uh, but I was able to kind of think on the fly a little bit. I came to you for some help. We made copies, and I was able to modify an assignment. But there are times where you're kind of – I mean, I'll admit, the first two, three minutes, I was stunned, and I was like, oh, okay, what do I do now? And, you know, you but you have to – it's 155. There's no – I'm not – there's going to be no such thing as a free day. So you have to come up with something, and I did. But, yeah, it's 
and it really makes you appreciate the people that work behind the scenes to keep those things up because our job does not function without it. I mean, we, you see a bunch of teachers just totally in a, in a form of paralysis when this happens. Yeah, and thankfully for you and all of us and our listeners, the, uh, the podcasting uh, <laughs> equipment is hardwired and we are in person, so we don't have to worry. We're not streaming anything, so we were able to record this uh, today here on Monday um, and get this, have this ready and get it out on um, Friday for Black Friday. So, all right, yeah, great, great, um, great talks about um, what we are thankful for in education. Obviously, we're thankful for all the standard things that we have going in our lives, our, our health and course, our, yeah. our families and that sort of thing. That's, that goes without saying. We don't need to bore you with that um, uh, conversation here. So that brings us to segment two, our overrated, underrated segment. Last week, our overrated, underrated, as I mentioned earlier, was elements of Thanksgiving. By the time this is released, it will be Black Friday. Um, and most people, uh, you know, after having a big home, most people, I guess, some people still do get carry out or whatever for Thanksgiving, which is whatever. I don't judge. I'm not the greatest cook in the world. So whatever you want to do on Thanksgiving is totally up to you. Um, but, um, and by the way, speaking of that, just one quick thing on my overrated for the Black Friday shopping. I noticed today Target announced that they are done with opening up on Thanksgiving. And awesome. they are, and that is not just this year, but going forward, they are done with the, um, so maybe they heard past the mic. That might be. And, you know, I worked at Target for years. It's my first major job. So. Who knows? Who Look know, at this. We're, we're already making big changes <laughs> two episodes in. So big shout out to Target for, uh you know, listening to pass the mic and no longer opening up on um, Thanksgiving. But with that, so everyone has a big home cooked meal for the most part on Thanksgiving. So you're out for those of you that are going to take part in the shopping or whatever, or maybe you just, you don't want to cook, you know, you, you, and again, the old bit of like having a turkey sandwich on Friday is, first of all, it's not that good. Like I said, we need, we don't need to beat that dead horse, but no, I don't want a dry turkey sandwich on Friday anyway. So what are you mostly going to do? You're out shopping around so you need to stop at or do stop at a quick uh, you know like a family style restaurant so i figured today for overrated underrated to help our listeners decide where they want to eat while they're out shopping and running around on black friday if they are shopping or if they just don't want to cook we're going to do overrated underrated and we're going to just for today to get some parameters chain sit down restaurant so no fast food nothing with a drive-through we're talking a chain and again, not at a mom and pop place either, because we don't want to. We have we'll have plenty of these down the road, where we'll, maybe we'll talk about you know independent places, Coney places. But for today, we're talking chain, uh, sit down, quick dining options. So you know, you're talking you know, like your Olive Garden, Applebee's, uh, you know, any of these that are nationwide chains. Um, what is your overrated choice? What is your underrated choice? And then when I get your underrated choice, I want to know what your go-to order is at your underrated choice. So again, I, and again. Full dis- again, overrated does not mean bad. I mean, you may list a place that has great food and everything that you just think it's overrated. And, of course, your underrated is going to be somewhere that you think uh, you know, doesn't get the love it deserves. And then we're going to hear your plate. So why don't we? We're going to start with overrated. What is your overrated chain um, restaurant choice? <sighs> this is going to touch a nerve. And somebody that you happen to be friends with manages one of these locally. So again, I'm going to reiterate a point you just made. This is not to say it's bad. I just am not a huge fan uh, compared to the, the pub it gets. My overrated is B-dubs. I am not a wing fan to begin with, but there are some places where I'll eat the wings and enjoy them from time to time. That is a place that I don't enjoy the wings. Uh, and everything to me there is just okay. I think the atmosphere is wonderful. I think, I, you know, we have a 
uh, you know, tradition where we go watch the NFL draft there. I love doing that. But in terms of food itself, especially on a Black Friday, I'm saying B-dubs is overrated. And it does. It's, it is a highly rated play. You think about like advertising and commercials and seeing it everywhere. Um, it is, you know, it is always out there and in your face. And also, my sister worked for corporate before uh, switching jobs. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's good. I think it's. I don't, I'm not. I'm not going to. I don't agree with you that it's overrated. I think it's right where it needs to be. I, you know, I don't think it's. I obviously don't think it's bad at all. I think the food is. Uh, it's in. And again, full disclosure, my wife and I we order out quite a bit. Um, it's in the normal rotation of stuff, and my wife doesn't even eat meat, so like she'll get the quesadilla, you know, minus chicken. And um, when I bring it up, my kids tend to like it. I, I like going there. I, I get where you're coming from. I don't agree, but I guess that's uh, part of uh, what the show is all about. I, when I first put the script together, I had one place in mind, and it's sort of like the same uh, sense of what you're saying, um, and that was Applebee's. Um, I don't think it's bad. I get it. I, as a matter of fact, I think their mozzarella sticks are some of the best you can get chain-wise. Um, I just feel that it's like uh, priced a little high for what you get unless you're going for the half-tizers. That's when it gets to be a really good deal. I think most of the stuff is, you know, it's typical, um, you know, bland. And it also is highly advertised. You know, it's out there a lot. But then I thought a little more, and I'm gonna, and, and so I'm not, I'm not saying Applebee's. My number one that's overrated to me is Red Lobster, and I don't, and I, and I think it's overrated because, a, what's the one thing always people say about it? That's the best thing. Those biscuits, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that. Like so, you're telling me the reason I gotta like this place is for some bread I'm getting at the beginning that is really just a biscuit with some cheddar cheese tossed on top of it. Okay, I, you know, give me some Pillsbury um, biscuits at home and I'll throw some shredded cheddar cheese on it, and there you go. And then when it comes to seafood, I'm, I'm not a seafood snob. I like it, but if you really want good, like good seafood, you should probably go to like a non chain place. And there's plenty of places here in the Down River area that have it on their menu that are probably better than that. And I don't know, I guess it gets hyped up as sort of like a, no offense to people that love it. Again, I'm I'm sure it's not bad. I don't go there that often because when I want seafood, I'll go to like a non chain place and get it and it's good. And I'm sorry, but your biscuits are not going to draw me in. And, and, And again, and if I guess if we had to have a ranking episode one time, let's face it, the best bread dish anywhere are the Olive Garden breadsticks. Like, I'm going to beg to differ in a minute. Oh, go on. But but again, so I'm going to red red lobster nudges out Applebee's for my overrated uh, chain restaurant. And what, what's your what's your bread take? I guess we'll take now. Okay, so this leads to my underrated. I, I think and your your disrespect of I'm not I'm I'm not a red lobster fan. In fact, I developed a shellfish allergy about five years ago, six years ago, so I can't eat shellfish anyway. I, I liked going to Red Lobster, but I wasn't a big fan of the bread. But I think that bread is much more important than you're giving credit. Now you're saying uh, Olive Garden. My underrated is Carrabba's. And I will tell you now, the bread that they provide for you at the start does make a difference in the entire meal. It's so good. My kids love it. I mean, this is one of the few places where my kids and I, all, we agree. I think it's it, Carabas is just amazing, and I love going there. You see very little advertising. From time to time, you get an advertisement, but the bread there is, is is amazing, and it leads to a wonderful meal. Now, I am pretty certain I would still like it without the bread, but the bread just makes it that much better. Um, and my go-to meal when I go there, I, I'm kind of looking at a menu right now because there's so many things I like on the menu. I, I wondered what you were doing with your phone over yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, because the menu, they're so, they're, truly, man, there's so many things at Carabas I like. Um, 
but I, I'm going to go with the Mezzaluna. Uh, it's it's um, can you, can, yeah. Can you uh, yeah. can you clarify for us uh, non uh, Carabas uh, regulars? I guess have moon ravioli with chicken ricotta, or as my mom used to say, ricotta. Yeah, let's say, come on, let's yes, go. Yes, Parmesan, Romano cheese, and spinach in our tomato cream sauce. That's my go-to, and honestly, it, it's. Really, it's just when I feel the pressure, everybody's ordered their food. I always say, oh, just wait for me. I'll be last. And because I don't know if you know this about me, I tend to not make decisions very comfortably. Well, you were just looking at the menu now as we're recording. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, but, man, that I, I just love every so many things on the menu. And, again, you don't see so many advertisements about it. And, that, and that's fine. I mean, that, that's I, I think that's part of the hook as well. You go there. It's very very classy place, and it, it to me, it's just absolutely wonderful. So I'm I'm going Carabas is my underrated. Well, there you go. I, I think that that fits the underrated very well. So if you're if you're Black Friday shopping at the what would that be the Southgate Walmart right across the street, um, Carabas is right there, isn't that isn't that where that is? Yeah. I'm try- what else is over there? There's really not uh, not not much not much Target, shopping wise. You, you go a little bit west on Eureka. You can go. You well, can yeah, the big mall, Target, and the mall. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, my underrated. And it's not really underrated for lack of publicity. I think it, this place gets laughed at and ridiculed quite a bit. Um, it was the butt of jokes in the famous uh, in the office often. Um, it's Chili's. <laughs> it, it was the butt of jokes of Ch- in the office. But I'm telling you right now, Chili's a the food is very good, and b with their three for ten yeah. bundle, it's very reasonable. I mean, you can't get. Um, that much food and quality, I mean, other than obviously the four for four at Wendy's, which is, you know, the value of all values. But most fast food places, you're dropping about 10 right. bucks for a fast food quality meal. And let me just start with it. So Chili's, um, the chips and salsa, again, are they rest, are, are we talking like authentic Mexican restaurant grade? No. But in their own right, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are like addicting. They bring you as much as you want. When you're getting, when you eat there, they'll like offer you a whole nother bag to take home if you want, if you you know, tip well and are friendly, I guess. Um, they're, I mean, delicious. Um, the, you know, they have the, obviously the, uh, you know, wild bar menu. You can get various margaritas of all types or whatever. Not that we're promoting that. No, not at all. But I'm just saying, and, but again, reasonable. And, um, you know, it's just a standard, you know, American Tex-Mex themed bar and grill. I'm not a big fajita guy in restaurants. I know this is like an old bit with me sometimes, but I don't want it to build my meal I want my meal just ready to eat, um, but I think it's I think it's underrated. I think it's not not because it's not promoted or advertised or out there. I think it gets laughed at a little bit because like the old butt of the, uh, the joke of the office and this and the sort of thing. But I thought it, I think it's uh, you know when it comes onto it, it's reasonably priced and the food is pretty good and you can enjoy yourself and have a good meal. Now, it's not where business is done in 2021 or whatever Michael Scott's line is. My order, okay, so it's a three for ten, so I'm only charged, I'm only spending ten bucks. I start off with an Arnold Palmer, half a lemonade, half iced tea, delicious beverage. Um, the chips and salsa, again, delicious. You eat enough of those, you wake up in the middle of the night or the next morning totally dehydrated <laughs> if you don't have a stroke from the <laughs> sodium. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I add the guacamole, so I guess now you're talking three for you know twelve forty nine or whatever the X up charge is. But you got to have the guacamole, and then the um, chicken bacon ranch quesadillas, delicious, simple, easy to eat. But very good. And I've had that sometimes, and as, and as you know, Mike, sometimes I, I go meat-free 
Uh, I, I try to limit my meat intake, and sometimes I'll go there and I'll be like, hey, can I get the quesadillas, hold the meat, but can you throw some broccoli in there? I know this sounds weird or whatever. Not and they'll, they'll always do it. They're like, whatever, you weirdo, we'll throw some broccoli in the uh, – and I've had them that way. Either way, they're always good. That It travels well. Um, so if you're in the same sort of area, I guess. You know, yeah, right. If you're in the Southgate area and you're shopping at the – maybe that – in that case – Dunham's. Dunham's. <laughs> Uh, the Meyer in, in Southgate, yeah, yeah. you can swing by and grab some chilies on Black Friday as well. That is my uh, underrated uh, family style or quick serve, you know, waitress, waitress style uh, quick serve dining. Okay. That's interesting. I, you know what? When we used to go to Chili's, remember before the school year, that was kind of our place to go. Yeah, good place. So that's good. I didn't think about that, but Chili's is a very nice place. All right. That's our overrated, underrated, underrated this week. Hopefully, if you're out shopping, maybe you pick one of those places. Let us know what you uh, ordered, or maybe you hate our decisions and you're stuffing your face with biscuits from Red Lobster and the <laughs> Surf and Turf or all-you-can-eat shrimp scampi. I don't know. Okay, hot mic this week. Um, do you have a hot mic topic, and what is it? I do, and I, this is going to probably get serious here for a minute. I don't mean it to. It's supposed to be lighthearted. Uh, you know, you ask any teacher right now, myself included, in our one of our biggest complaints, if not the biggest complaint, is fighting the cell phone battle because what the students have in their cell phones is always going to be more interesting than what I can offer as a teacher. And that puts a burden on me as a teacher, but it's a battle that all of us are fighting, and it's a tough one. You know? And so I thought about this you know, when we talked about you know, Hot Mike is going to be in it. This was my, my crusade. And you know, as the holidays are coming... I thought about this a little bit deeper, and then I went to a kids' sporting event. In fact, I went to two of them this past weekend, and I noticed every single adult on their phones during the sporting event, presumably, where their child is playing. And so it just sort of stuck me. Uh, maybe this holiday, you know, the holiday season is supposed to be about connecting with family and things like that, and I am not in any way, shape, or form, Mike, I want to make this clear to you, I'm not grandstanding at all because I am or virtue signaling or whatever it is. I am as guilty as anybody else. Um, I'll make the excuse. I'm on my phone to check my fantasy football. Regardless of what I'm on my phone for, I'm on my phone staring at it. So uh, this holiday season, I am urging is the wrong word, but disconnect a little bit. Disconnect. Uh, you know, I want the students to disconnect, and I see adults doing the same thing. So I, I think that if we're going to connect with family again, you know, or connect with family, and the holidays are supposed to be about that, Maybe put the phone down a little bit longer. You know, if you're on it four hours a day, maybe you're on it three hours and 45 minutes or something like that. But disconnect from the world of technology and just be with your family. That's, you know, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to virtue signal. I'm as guilty as anybody else. But I do think that when, when I saw this at this um, youth soccer game, it just struck me that we expect, as teachers, we expect a certain amount of time out of the kids where they're off their screens and, we're doing the same thing as adults. So how about for all of us, disconnect and just connect with our families? And I think a little bit less time could do that. I think that's a great take. And I think, you know, especially as we have a, a holiday coming up where we're uh, gathering around the table for a dinner, you know, and, you know, th- you know, if everyone could just set their phones aside, even for this, that hour, hour and a half and um, enjoy time with family. Unless, of course, you're making a FaceTime call to in- involve some people that aren't there. But I totally get it. And it's actually a good feeling uh, just to, you know, get away and set away and, um, you know, not be on it for a little bit, especially, again, if you're around other people. Now, um, 
great take, Mike. I totally agree with you. And I, and I try my best too, to try to limit my time. It's hard. You're right. You, you, you find yourself. And I think what we find a lot of time with people, not just kids, but adults in general, that your go to when there's nothing going on. Yeah. That's what people do. Like, right. it's like, it's like just like the action, the automatic reflexes. Okay. Here's a point in my life where there's nothing going on. Right. I need to grab my phone and look up this or look up that. And there's gotta be, you know, there's gotta be good ways to disconnect. But um, good hot mic take. Yeah, why can't it be at that moment? Sorry, Mike. No, you're fine. You're fine. Why can't it be at that moment when that moment of just silence and doing nothing? Why can't it be connecting with somebody, you know, at that moment? So good point. Good point. You know, they're a a blessing and a curse. I mean, that's an old bit. We're all saying it, obviously. Um, Okay, my hot mic take. And I sort of, I was planning to have this as my hot mic take. And then a local news story sort of spiked the ball and drove me to it. I don't know if you saw this story about this woman at Southgate that, and I'm not bringing this up just because of your famous Timbit story, but supposedly <laughs> this woman went through a drive-through at Tim Hortons, tried to add to her order at the window. Which, again, I don't—I've never worked in the fast food industry, but I've been in—I've—I've I've dined at many of establishments and sure. gone through many drive-throughs. And even pre-COVID, the sign was always there. You know, don't add anything mm-hmm. on at the window. I mean, that's—that's that's, again, I've had times where I've gotten to the window and like, oh man, I forgot to order this. I've never even asked. I'm just right. like, they're not going to want to do this. And now, especially COVID era where everyone's short staff, everyone's at wit's end, and there's, the lines are moving slower, and I get it. You definitely don't want to ask. Well, this woman in Southgate, and again, I don't know her, so I'm not, a, I'm not laughing at what happened. I'm just stating what happened. Tried to add some Timbits to order. Not one Timbit, but I don't know, an order of Timbits. And the, the girl said no, and I can't say how it went. Maybe said it rudely. Who knows? And the people in the car made a derogatory comment, and this girl in the window threw the hot coffee, yeah. which I don't justify at all. I mean, no. I would never want a hot coffee thrown in my face. Um, and it made me think my hot mic topic, and it, like I said, I was going to talk about this even before the story of the, the, the coffee being thrown, is as you're out shopping um, Friday and doing anything this weekend or going through drive throughs listen, everyone that needs to work is working now, okay? We're to this point now where the, the jobs have been out there long enough. No one's living living the good life not working. So places are hiring as many people as they can. These places are short-staffed. Lines are longer. Um, I was grocery shopping the other day. I, I, I just basically reserved to myself that, and again, I, I'm just going to, whatever happens, I'm going to be patient. 90% of the time, the customer service is fine. No one's ever rude to me or whatever. Sure. The customers have to f- be the same way, even if it is taking longer, even if you're, if the drive through line takes 20 minutes instead of 10 minutes. I just, I, I guess it's really simple. As consumers, we need to be kind and just mm-hmm. get through the day. Now, obviously, if you're in this one little 10% window where somebody, you, you feel like you received awful service, right. but there's still a method about going about that and not screaming at people or causing scenes in stores. You know, Americans, as American consumers pre-COVID, we were very spoiled. Everything was done quickly. Right. Immediate. Immediate. Instant gratification. Instant, quickly, and um, usually as cheaply as possible. And I think what COVID sort of opened our eyes to is that this is not a sustainable um, policy all the time. And sometimes you got to learn to be patient. Going to the grocery store, there might be 18 types of pasta sauce usually on the shelves. Well, guess what? Now there might only be five or six for a little stretch. And guess what? You're still going to survive. You know, the toilet paper thing is one thing, but... Uh, you know, yes, right. Meyer may have had 14 aisles open and it was 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. Well, guess what? We had to change the practice a little bit. You'll still survive. And I think if, yes, if that makes you angry or whatever, and if it hurts your life in some way, but just treat people kindly. I mean, just treat, I, I went, I talked to the guy in the line at Kroger yesterday. He just opened up the line 
And I said, man, this is the calm before the storm because, you know, it was a Sunday before Thanksgiving. Right. He's like, oh, he's like, no. He's like, you know, people are usually good. And I'm like, I, I, I go, I sure hope that, man, That's because I know hear. the lines are long. And I go, whenever I, again, if I'm in a line and it's a, and it takes 40 minutes and the ladies can't bag, I'm not going to die on that hill. Of, no. What good is it me making a fool of myself right. and yelling and screaming? If Listen, if you're that angry, then you might want to just leave and go somewhere yeah, else. just don't go there. Or hire I, a ship person or yes. do whatever. But you screaming and making a scene is not going to make it any better and you're just going to make people not want you're going to make less people want to work because yeah. these yes. i think that's what's really happening is people yes. saying i'm not making right. doing this for $12 an hour i'm not forget this i'd rather just go home and maybe i'll do shipped and i'll make my own money um, so just treat people well. And that shouldn't be just a Black Friday thing or a Thanksgiving week thing, but 365 days a year. Right. And if you do get bad service or they do mess up and they don't give you your cheeseburger or something in the bag, the, if you, I can tell you this. This stuff is having poor, The initial reaction, if you're calm and not angry about it, you're still going to be – you're probably mm-hmm. going to be treated well. Yeah. It may take a little extra time, and it may stink that you have to go back in or whatever, but going in and screaming and ranting and raving is not going to make it any better. No. You're not going to get a $50 gift card and a pat on the back and say, oh, we're so sorry, and you know, we gave you a sweet tea instead of an uh, right. unsweetened tea. Oh, they're not, and they're not doing it to personally make you mad. You know, they're not, their lines at Kroger aren't long so that because they have something personal against you. There, there's other factors at play. So, yeah, why, why make everybody's life around you that much more difficult? All right. Well, well done, Mike. Thank well you. Done. Thank you. Well, that's going to be it. We hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and a, um, has a good luck if you are shopping. You know, th- throw those elbows like LeBron did, and maybe you'll uh, get some good <laughs> deals uh, out there. Um, have a great week. Um, we will have a new episode out. Check out the Facebook page, as we said. If you have any um, questions you'd like answered or you want to stick up for a Red Lobster, um, go ahead and uh, give us a shout out on the Facebook page as well. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy there, Thanksgiving Mike Travassi. You too, Mike. Thank you.